everybody. Welcome to another episode of HB Critical Podcast with my friends and I talk all things gaming. I am Joel. I am joined by Brandon. Hi, guys. What's up? And the Gatorino. Hello. And are you really going to say hello like that every episode? Do you prefer, do you want this or do you want last week's introduction? Okay, actually, I'll take the hello. Um, you guys might notice that there's a Kelly missing um, because she's playing Final Fantasy 14, which is what I should be doing too. And instead, here I am talking to my beautiful, best gaming journalist friends about uh, the Nintendo Direct that just happened. So this is an entire episode that's going to be all about the Direct, I'm sure. You guys probably care about our opinions on all the other stuff that happened this week, but um, you're going to have to subscribe to our Patreon to get that podcast, which is really fun because there's a lot of extra behind the scenes stuff about, you know, our personal lives and uh, working in games journalism and uh, interviews with uh, these two about being Latinx and, um, and games journalism and how they feel about it and how it's affected them and, um, you know, whether they consider themselves uh, to differentiate between ethnicity and race when it comes to identifying, especially for video games and you know uh characters that are etc etc you get the whole point plus you get to hear about our, all our wonderful antics behind the scenes it's a great time subscribe to our patreon at hpcritical.com patreon to get all that extra content but because you are not subscribed this is what you get us talking about the nintendo direct so hopefully what a terrible punishment so hopefully hopefully you enjoy this uh wonderful conversation that we're about to have here and we're gonna make it fun gonna- we're going to go down the list and uh, talk about everything that happened. And I'm going to go down the list, rather. And if you guys have anything to say about it, um, go ahead and make your comment. And then we'll just talk about the uh, direct overall in the end. And um, that'll be that. So let's go ahead and start. Today, um, September uh, 23rd. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Today, September 23rd, 2021, was the latest Nintendo Direct. Nintendo had a bunch of things to show off, and we're going to start with what they started with, which was the Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Coming summer 22, 2022, it is an expansion, a big expansion, as they liked to, to, liked to remind us, to uh, Monster Hunter Rise. Any thoughts on that one? I need to finish the damn game. All right. It's it for me personally. Like, um, I didn't really get too deep into Monster Hunter, so this first announcement, I think it's a, I think it's a good first announcement because a lot of people love Monster Hunter Rise, like on Switch specifically. So it's a good way to start it. Didn't do anything for me personally, but yeah, there's a lot of people I know that are gonna be so into this because this is like because they said it's a massive expansion. So this is like this is big. Like Monster Hunter expansions are famously really big that almost like a whole game's worth of content those games are famously long so yeah this will be this will be cool do you know what else people are really excited for what's that mario potter superstar is coming out hell yeah they are um uh, do you have anything to say on that one oh i got plenty to say because they finally revealed the last three um boards that are going to be in this game um well one of them was kind of hinted at but yeah it's from Mario Party 3, it's Woody Woods, and then the one they're adding from 1 and 2. Uh, from 1, they're adding Yoshi's Tropical Island, and from 2, they're adding Horrorland, which that is so perfect for its release date because it's coming out two days before Halloween on our launch stream that we'll be doing at uh, twitch.tv slash Critical on October 29th. Um, we'll be doing the Horrorland board because, you know, it's spooky, and I'm glad they chose it. It's, it's one of my favorite boards. I'm still just hoping that there's a sixth board that's like, you know, like a hidden board or something like that. Because there's like two from Mario Party 1, two from Mario Party 2, and Woody was the only one from 3. It's my favorite board, so I'm glad they chose that one. But for my sake, and you know, 
for our previous guest Sterling's sake, I hope the other one they add, if they do, is Waluigi's Island from Mario Party 3 because that board is difficult. It'd be a great and unlockable board. It has so much stuff. <laughs> so it'd be good. And also they're adding this like a uh, mini game mode where you can just like a survival kind of mini game, you know, break up the pace a little bit. I, this game is looking good. I'm very much looking forward to it. It's the most excited I've been in a Mario Party for a very long time. Is this the same game that I was talking shit about? This one you were talking shit about. You know what? I honestly can't tell because you were talking <laughs> I think it. I think it was. I think I think it was. I, it it might have been. I know, like there was confusion about this game and Super Mario Party because they have very similar names. But yeah, no, I'm just I'm just excited for this game. I'm definitely getting day one. I'm gonna play the absolute crap out of this game because I adore classic style Mario Party. So next up was a uh, Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars, October 28th, 2021 is its release date. It is from um, the people that brought you near, among other things. Yoko Taro um, is working on it as well. It is a full uh, card game that's uh, like an RPG card style game. I have things to say on it. I Everything I have to say is actually going to be really quick. I thought it was super, like a super cool concept to have, you know, just cards. But then I also thought, holy shit, I'm going to be so bored with this after an hour. And that's all. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I'll throw something down. I downloaded the demo because I'm actually, I think the concept is super interesting. Um, so obviously I can't give any like uh, gameplay impressions because I haven't played the demo. I just downloaded it. But yeah, no, like you draw, I, I, I like the concept. I, I also wonder if I'm going to get bored, which is why I think it's a very good thing that this game has a demo. Because you'll be able to get that. I'm hoping you'll be able to get that impression from the demo, depending on how long it is. If it's a Square Enix are usually pretty good about having kind of like meteor demos, like your hour, two hour demos. The Dragon Quest 11 does like 10 hours to give one example. So that they can be, can, can be long. So I'm hoping I'll give me a good idea of what we're going to be in for with the final game. Yeah, something I'm interested in trying. We'll see how it is. I um, think that uh, the demo is actually a really bad idea for this game. Because I feel like demos for games like this, um, even if the game is good, the demo can be such a turnoff that people will not try it. It and can be. Like, it, it, depending on how this demo works, I haven't downloaded it yet. Uh, I just got home. I haven't downloaded anything yet. I'm going to download it. But legit, this demo could make or break the game. And I feel like it's a card game, so it's really hard to demo the full aspect of what you would get playing this big game in, sure. in a demo. So I, I don't think it was a good idea. Um, Gabe, do you care about anything so far? Man, that fucking game. I'm sorry. That game looked boring as shit. <laughs> the, I, that's like, I like I thought it was going to be like kind of like a Yu-Gi-Oh type thing where like the cards come to life. They bring out, you know, something. But when they said it's a full card game where like everything is a card, I'm like, okay, you guys kind of pushed the card thing a little bit there. But yeah, I don't know. I'm also me and it's it looks like a very. I, I guess. No, I'm not going to say very RPG because I like RPGs now. I've evolved in my gaming sense. I don't know. It just looks not something that i would even i don't know maybe brandon plays a demo and finds out it's really good and it's like oh my gosh you have to try it maybe i'll give it a try but i'm gonna take a hard pass on that one thing so if i play the demo and tell you you're not gonna give it a try only well, brandon does it the thing is when you play a demo usually the game's already out All right, so next up was Disco Elysium, the final cut, coming October 12, 2021, digitally and early 2022 physical for a Switch, um, followed by Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity expansion pass wave two coming October 29, 2021, because that game is still getting expansions. 
You want to talk about yeah, being milked? I, like I, I <laughs> bro, I and was like, I really thought this was done. Like I had no idea that was more stuff. But I still haven't played it, so this is up to you guys if you want to inter interject here. Yeah. Oh, good. No, you go first, game. All I'm gonna say about the Hyrule Warriors. Look, I love. Everyone knows I love Zelda, but I don't know. It's just looking at what the expansions brought. Like the first expansion was all right. It gave a whole bunch of new weapons and items and stuff like that. Like you know, you got the motorbike, or whatever. But like this one, um, I actually took a screenshot of it. Let me find it really quick. This one, all we're getting. Well, I'm not gonna say all we're getting, but it, the Wave Two Guardian of Remembrance. Um, there's a new story, uh, which right now they're only telling us uh, there's a battle for Kakariko Village, Battle of. Go- Oh God, Goponga Village. I don't oh, know. Oh, Goponga Village, is. cool. And and it says and more, and then new stages, the Coliseum, which I'm guessing just based off the uh, of Breath of the Wild, it's just like a gauntlet thing. Um, and then this is the part that really kind of made me upset and kind of turned me off, even though I already have the expansion pack. New added playable characters, Pura and Robbie, which we all already knew, and then and one more. We all know who it is. It's going to be the uh, Master Koga's um, right-hand man. I can't remember his name. Soga or Suga? Suga? Suga, oh, yeah. The, oh, he's not in the base game? He's Spoiler alert. He's not in the base game, which is Damn. really stupid because he's in the base game a lot. And you get, yeah. <laughs> if, you get, if you get Master Koga, you got to get Suga. That's crazy. So it, it's, it's a little annoying that they're kind of like, ooh, we're going to be mysterious. We know who it is. Like okay. there's no there's no one left in the Breath of the Wild world that we haven't played in Age of Calamity. So I don't know. I feel like yeah, they're trying to feed Zelda fans a little bit more content because we have to wait until 2022 to hear anything else about Breath of the Wild 2. But it's like you kind of could have left this one out of the direct because we mm. already knew it was coming. We already know what it entitles. Are you so. saying that this game is the direct's um GTA 5 actually looking no actually looking at all of these the only ones that we've heard so far or repeatedly is Triangle Strategy um, and Sheen there are a few that we'd heard like they did a little but, reel of a bunch of stuff we had already heard about oh but, shoot yeah, you know what like, I just thought of they didn't talk about Advance Wars even though it's like a winter 2020 direct that's interesting but I'm sorry continue Um, but yeah but like I don't know Hyrule Warriors has been present in every direct or every Nintendo news, I like, feel like mm, it has. Yeah, it, it, it. I we can trace it back to the uh, to last year. Was it last year? Yeah, last year's um announcement, and then it basically every time Nintendo had a slew of games to announce, it Hyrule Warriors was in there. And then after again after last year's announcement of the game, it's just been expansion pack stuff. Like, all right, yeah. bro, we get it. Just shh, just give it to us. I gotta shh. remind you, Brandon. Yes. Um, so before I go to Hyrule Warriors, just real quick, now I'm not going to say much about it. This go leasing coming switch is a very good idea. I mean, that, that might get me to finally play it. That's all I got to say about we that. We literally knew about this, though. This wasn't new. I, yeah, like I forgot that they that, announced that's it. That's legit why it, I skipped it because it wasn't new. Yeah, I, I, I forgot. I honestly forgot. But anyway, um, yeah, so Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Uh, for, I can't speak for a lot of people, but I know for me personally, this is the best time they could have shown it just because I'm currently playing through the game right now. So, and I'm getting pretty close to the end of the story. So I'll be able to start diving into DLC content pretty soon, probably even by the time they release it. Um, 
so I'm looking forward to seeing what new story stuff they add. It's uh, the game is I'm having a lot of fun with the game so far. Um, Pur and Robbie, like they had a little little bit teaser there. It was it was cool looking. I, there's not too much for me to say just, uh, because again I'm not still a working. Lot showed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I'm still working through the story. I haven't tried the first DLC pack stuff like. But if you're saying for sure that Suga is going to be the second playable character, I'm so down for that. Suga is is he's so he's super cool. Him him and Astor are like kind of like like my favorite villains of the game right now. So like play, being able to play a Suga would be really cool. That's all I got to say. I'm excited for when it comes out. Yeah, they probably should stop showing it though. It was good for me today because I'm playing High Age of Calamity now. But they should probably stop showing it. Like we get it now. Just like if there's if there's another small direct or something revolving around the Legend of Zelda before the year's over, and they show Hyrule Warriors again, I'm gonna flip my shit. <laughs> because like like it's it's one thing to show it, you know, in the first direct of the year, but like we, you didn't. It doesn't have to be in a direct anymore. It really doesn't. Like you, it, this is one of those announcements that could be a tweet, because. It, it just could. That, that, that's it. It's just, it needs to, they can kind of pull it out of the rotation now. It's, it no longer needs to be indirect. Yeah. I mean, for this, for this, for this direct to be, to be one, to be fair, they did show like a story trailer, which is what they haven't shown before. Like, there's like the whole DLC thing was like, ah, gameplay of the new weapons, whatever. That, that, that could have been shown once and been done with. And this time they showed that, hey, this one's supposed to have new story content and they showed it. So we're good. We're good. I, that, what I'm saying is, this is the last time I think it needs to be like focused on a direct. I think we're good until it actually comes out now. It, next, any new information can be a tweet. I don't think it needs to be any any um, directs going of, forward. Most of this direct could have been a tweet. Oh, controversial. Next up was Chocobo <laughs> GP. Yeah, quick. 2022. And, um, you know, I played uh, Chocobo Racing back on the PlayStation 1. This is literally the sequel that I've waited my whole life for. So fuck y'all for taking this long. Um, yeah, it's, you know, Final Fantasy Racing Clone just looks pretty cool. Um, also, also mentioned was the final final Super Smash Bros. Ultimate reveal. Uh, Mr. Sakurai Presents is going to be on October 5th, 2021. So and on a Tuesday, not next Tuesday, I believe, but the Tuesday after. Um, yeah. And then we also got Kirby in the Forgotten Land Spring 2022. So those three. Yeah. Uh, so Chocobo Legend, uh, Chocobo, Legend. <laughs> Chocobo GP looks a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> um, definitely looking forward. Like those online modes are crazy. Like a 48 person tournament or 64. 64 was, yeah. 64 online tournament. Like that's I, obviously not all playing simultaneously, but yeah, you can make like a 64 online tournament. Smash doesn't even have that. So I'm glad um, that at least Chocobo. Yeah, well, you do. Oh wait, that's true. They did add that. Never mind. I'm sorry. But yes, I'm glad that's there. Like that. uh, uh, final Sakurai presents. I guess we waited a little long to find the last character. I'm not going to say much more than that because we could literally turn yeah, that into a total discussion. But anyway, goddamn. Anyway, and then Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Now that is an announcement that unfortunately got a little bit spoiled for me. Like I saw like a uh, uh, Kirby with a logo. Uh, but the, according to Gabe, it's not spoiling. Was that the game that they that they put up on their site? Yes, I thought it was Bayonetta three. That because was also saw, that was the other one as well. Oh, I didn't I didn't even see Bayonetta three. Yeah, I'm glad I, I saw, that one. I saw Wario sixty four. He was like, uh, Bayonetta three is up for pre order. I'm like, I thought there was only two games. But then, but then I went back to the chat and I saw you guys talking about spoilers. I was like, oh, I'm gonna stay off Twitter for a bit then. 
Same. Yeah. I got the Kirby thing and I was like, ah, I'm going to just stay off Twitter for the rest of the day until I see the Twitter. You know what's so funny about that? I said, don't be spoiled. I logged on Twitter. The first thing I saw was Brandon commenting about a spoiler that he saw. And the first thing I saw was Grayson t- tweeting about said spoiler. I was like, I was like, I thought if I could just go on real quick, don't scroll, don't check trending, don't check website. Just the, and it was the first thing I was like, all right. You follow a bunch of games journalists, bro. Like, what did you think? Yeah. But yeah, also, hey. it was just really funny because right after I said it, the first thing I saw was your reply, and I was like, oh, Brandon's got fucked. But well, at least at, spoilers, so. At least, at least that was the only thing that I that, that, that hit me. Like everything else was a nice uh, surprise for the most part. Um, and I had predicted there's going to be a Kirby game in this direct anyway because they have been internally talking about one for like the longest. So I'm glad we finally got to see it. They're finally doing a 3D Kirby game. Like um, every Kirby game, like there's like mainline Kirby game up to this point, even if it's like a you know 3D graphics was a 2D style. Like Kirby Star Allies was a 2D game, even though it's like you know for switch this is the very first time they've done like a full 3d adventure type kirby game and i'm excited for that i'm like i love kirby games and i just want to see where this direction goes it, it gave me odyssey vibes and that's i don't want to set it to that same standard because it ain't gonna be as good as odyssey but i, I know it's gonna be fun it was clearly yeah. mario cats game like 100 you put the hats on you do the platforming 100 the same game 100%. Yeah, I get it. yeah. There's some like, vibes there too. I suppose. Even wear but... the hats, bro. Like I... actually, I think it's okay, more that's, like Odyssey because you copy your enemy's ability. I, yes, the same way you do with the hat. I honestly, I only made the Odyssey connection because of the place that Kirby was going to. Like the hats, that's just part of Kirby's gameplay. You copy abilities and you take them. But yes, you're right, Gabe. Odyssey, in a way, does that too because you know getting enemies abilities it's literally kirby I'm, wearing the hats from whatever okay i, I don't kirby always wear hats though that's what i'm saying imagine, like, I, imagine. I, I, as someone that no, played, no. You, all right, look, you're the only girl. person who plays these kirby games okay like, okay and so i'm saying from my perspective it then read to me because i always see kirby's and hats but you haven't so that's how you saw it like it's we're, we're both right it's just we come from different experiences nah, with kirby specifically said gabe was right you just said uh, because he, because That's he made the comparison because he made the comparison to the taking the enemy's abilities. So, I didn't I didn't even th- register. Three world did not register aside from like the levels itself. I remember the Forgotten Land was the uh, Mushroom Kingdom. Was it? No, imagine if it was. Oh, that'd imagine be it was. that'd be kind of funny. Oh, it's I, like Nintendo starting its own cinematic universe, but in games. Yeah. I don't want to go into like a full like lore, lore prediction of what, what what this means, but Kirby's Forgotten Land that looks an awful lot like Earth, and you know past games have implied that you know Kirby takes place in like some kind of like world that's like way after humanity. I'm not gonna go into lower lower, lower stuff. Kirby, I'll say that Kirby does go into say his stories are not particularly deep, but his lore is surprisingly uh, deep. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm looking forward to the game. It's gonna be a lot of fun. I think. My turn. So after the direct, I decided to go on Twitter and put the screenshot of the Cho- uh, Chocobo GP and then put this. And then, you know, the signs I mean is greater than, greater than Mario yeah. Kart 9. Um, I forgot to hashtag it Nintendo Direct to piss off people. <laughs> but this game, I don't, that game looks fun. It's good to see another racing game that's not Mario. I was never into the other racing games that they have out there. Um, there's a Sonic. Uh, crash because i don't really care about those worlds as much but you know you work with jarell and brandon and christy for a while and you know final fantasy kind of starts to grow on you so you get interested in games that come out for them like 
a year ago, I never would have bought the remasters of the Final Fantasy 1 through 6. And here I am playing through number one on my Steam account. Very hard fucking game, uh, by the way. Like that game has it, it has you know, it has the direction of a story, but it's like here, figure it out yourself, bro. Um, the final so this is so you know, there's oh, there's game. always gotta be, yeah. Um, we have to play Final Fantasy 12 together. I'm gonna send it to you. Okay, continue. Okay. Um you know, there's always gotta be that one part of the direct where I gotta I gotta delve into my conspiracy theories. Go for it. So yesterday we were actually talking about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, and some have lost interest in the game, hype for the game because they feel like it's been drawn out. Some of us are like, hey, it's a Smash game, Smash games. There's only usually one per lifespan of a system. <clears throat> I am one of those crazy people that all of a sudden started thinking Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, as said by Sakurai, is it in, you know, in a sense, a celebration of the gaming world. Mm-hmm. So to me, that tells me this isn't the final Super Smash Bros. for the Switch. Something tells me along the way, because they say they want the Switch the last 10 years. We're currently on year four. Mm-hmm. I'd say around year six or seven, we're going to get an announcement of a Super Smash Bros. That's just going to be plain Nintendo characters. You know, I feel like they're going to throw in finally Waluigi, if he's not the one that's presented in October. Waluigi, you know, there's going to be... At this point, we've had... There's a large group of Fire Emblem characters to choose from. There's now a large group of Legend of Zelda characters to choose from. You know, we've wanted, we've, you know, we've wanted the four champions to be playable for the longest time. There is a whole ton of new Pokemon to choose from now, which I'm going to be honest, I'm still mad. Urshifu, the legendary from the first expansion pack, wasn't a DLC character for Ultimate. I mean, again, we don't know because October is coming up, but but then, you know, at the same time, it kind of brought me a little bit of joy seeing the final Super Smash Bros. Ultimate presentation by Mr. Sakurai, because I feel like the dude deserves a break. Mm-hmm. Like, he's had to work around so much. I mean, everyone has, but like, he, you know, he, all his presentations, you know, he's putting in his all. It, and now he gets to work. I hope, I believe he's going to be working on Kirby in the Forgotten Land. He's, you know, Kirby's his baby. So um, it's... Maybe. Maybe not. I feel... Again, I mean, he, we'll cre- see, he, we'll he created he created Kirby, but he hasn't really developed a lot of Kirby games in the last few years. Like he yeah. advises them, but he doesn't really like work on active development because yeah. not really. But yeah, you know, like you were saying though, this is the first 3D Kirby game. Sakurai sure. has the experience with you know bringing things to 3D, even if it's Smash Bros. But but even if he's not working on that, it's I I think it's good for Mr. Sakurai to finally get a little bit of break. You know, whether, whether it's a short one or a long one, it's nice to see that after October 5th. He's not gonna have to listen to people be like, "Oh, who's the next character gonna be?" Or, "Oh, this presentation sucked. I can't wait for the next one." Just gonna be like, "Here, bro, we're done with Ultimate. You're gonna get your updates here and there, but I'm done. Leave me alone." Um, and then for Kirby and the Forgotten Land, that game looks there. I had a like at first it was kind of like a very calm game, but the more they went through the trailer, it was like, oh, "Okay, this is this is gonna be fun. I'm gonna get it because I like Kirby." He's not like my all-time favorite character, but, you know, a Kirby game on a Nintendo platform, kind of on a new Nintendo platform, you kind of have to just, you know, snag it and see how it is. Mm -hmm. 
You don't have to at all. <laughs> yeah, you, oh, you always got to try one Kirby game per platform. All right, well, I won't be. Um, Animal Crossing, I'm sorry. I, look, there are so <laughs> this many guy stinks. There are literally so many good games. That one doesn't, I don't like platformers, in case you guys haven't noticed. I'm not a platformer fan. So it's not for me. Um, Animal Crossing New Horizons has a free content update coming in November. October, we will be getting a, uh, a, a, a an Animal Crossing presentation to discuss all of that content. Mario Golf Super Rush second free content update is available right now, which includes a new character and some new courses. Awesome. Uh, Disney Magical World 2 Enchanted Edition is coming holiday 2021. Um, you can dress up your me and go around and play with a bunch of Disney characters. And Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, the original, is coming November 11th. 2021 to switch um those four yes so uh let me see i'll start with uh the animal crossing thing finally we're getting the roost in this game i'm so happy um i'm, I'm actually if they're doing a full animal crossing direct and not lumping it in with this direct i am expecting actually like some sizable updates to the game um so i'm excited for, so i'm excited for that to see what they uh decide to include beside the roost um, Mario Golf Super Rush. I just want to make a small correction. It's actually two characters that are adding along with the, the game in two stages. Um, so yeah, two courses, and they're adding Koopa Trooper and Ninji as as characters. Oh, I only Koopa, saw Ninji. Sorry. It's a, I mean Koopa Trooper. A lot of people I think made that mistake because a lot of people assume Koopa Trooper was already in the game. Like he's in the story mode, but you can't play as him. But now he's just being actually added to the game. So cool. Koopa Trooper is finally there. Ninji though is a crazy cut because. He hardly gets any kind of love. So I'm happy that he's getting at him. Kind of interested in seeing what he does. So yeah, interested in that. Uh, Disney Magical World 2 Enchanted Edition. Heard good things about it. Never really gave it a try. Cool, I guess. Knights of Republic though. Like, dude, when they announced the uh, the remake was coming to like PlayStation 5 PC last week on the State of Play. You no, know, it, it was a PlayStation showcase, not a State of Play. Um, I thought that meant, oh, well, I guess that means we're not getting a uh, nice Republic on like modern platforms. Lo and behold, they're still bringing us the original as well on Switch. I cannot wait to play that game. It's so, so good. And now I have like an easy way to play it handheld. It's going to be un- incredible. I-, I adore Nice Republic. That's her. It'll be a nice title over until the remakes. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I don't care about Animal Crossing. It's a little too late to be giving us free content update dead game uh mario super golf rush i said that wrong mario golf super rush fun it's cool that they're not taking forever to add in new characters mm-hmm. um i the disney magical world i'd never fucking heard of that but i had a friend who was like out of all the games uh, they tweeted after the direct, like out of all the games to remake out of the 3ds or to port over from the 3ds you choose this one um so mixed reviews i guess uh and then yeah star wars night of the old republic which this is not nintendo news but in case it was missed today they actually announced also for the playstation 5 and the xbox that they're bringing over the republic commando game um and then public command it's it's there it's two packs so one has public the republic commando game and another game and i can't remember what it is and then the other one has the jedi academy i think okay one and two so just throwing that out there for any star wars fans but yeah cool, cool. jerell's burping sorry <clears throat> no nah, i had to like clear my throat disney magical world 2 enchanted edition guys 
I have kids, so I saw that and I was like, oh my god, <laughs> she's gonna love this. Um, yeah, didn't care about anything else. Dying light to stay home, up, uh, stay home. <laughs> That's how I feel about. It. That's how I feel about this. Uh, Dying light to stay human, cloud edition is coming February fourth, twenty twenty two. The reason I said stay home is because nobody wants to play a cloud edition of a video game. Um, but there's a demo that's going to come out. So that that's what I mean specifically on Switch. But there's a demo that's going to come out. So you know, try the demo, make sure you can play it. Dying Light Platinum Edition is coming October 19, 2021. Triangle Strategy is coming March 4th, 2022. And Metroid Dread is coming October 8th, 2021. Let's talk about those four. Sure. So Dying Light, I what I'm going to say about it is the same thing I've said about other cloud version games. It's There's really literally do any other option because unless you got the most boss-ass internet, cloud editions are just not the way to go for these kind of games. But, I mean, they're they're really good games. If you really have no other option, sure, it's there, I guess, whatever. Triangle Strategy, though, um, I have said it, like, like months, months ago in, our, in a previous podcast when that uh, original Project uh, Triangle Strategy demo came out, that this game had potential to be my game of the year in 2022. And I still stand by that. I mean, they took the feedback into consideration, I'm just waiting to see how, you know, a little more of the game. They said they took the feedback into consideration. I'm waiting for their famous feedback trailers that they always release for these games with uh, where they are, where they ask for feedback to see what kind of stuff they improve. Didn't but, they just kind of do that? Like they kind of, but of they show off some of it. Um, but they always go into more in de- they go more into depth in like a, a specific trailer for it. And you can also look at some of the stuff on their website as well. But yeah, I do. I would like at some point for them to do like a specific uh, feedback trailer just so I can see the the, the nitty gritty of it because I enjoy that, especially for a game I'm, I'm hyped for. And, Wait, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did so, you did you say that this triangle strategy has potential to be your game of the year for 2022? Yes, I did. After finding out all the games that have already that are slated to come out 2022, you still. I say it has potential. Girl scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> uh, uh, well, let me let me clarify. Let me let me clarify, Gabe. Because yes, when I had originally made that statement months ago, when that original demo had come out, we knew nothing about what was coming out in 2022. So it was easy for me to say something like, "Yeah, this has potential to be my uh, game of the year 2022." Now knowing about all these other games that are coming out that year. You know, it's gonna have a little more competition now, I admit, but I I'm really I'm really into this genre specifically. And what they showed me in the demo of that game is for me personally something I really value when it comes to games. You know, the decision making, strategy making, and just the deep like stories and stuff like that. So, you know, there there very well maybe better games out of 2022 than that one. In fact, there most likely will be. But I'm just saying for me personally for me it might be my 2022 game of the year but we'll see there's a lot of games coming out that year we'll see what happens and with Jarrell currently disposed what are your thoughts on all this stuff um like yeah didn't care about dying light at all um i have i my attention is focused enough on fire emblem uh, three houses for my tactical rpg you know brain space so i don't really care That's, about triangle hey, strategy hey, it's a damn good game i don't blame three yeah, damn right it is um excited for metro droid oh yeah i'm sorry i didn't mention that, Dread, but yeah that uh yeah. that that the, the more they show that game play the more i'm like i want to know why the fuck she's running away from them and why the fuck can't i kill the stupid thing so i'm excited for the game be nice to see um well it's coming out soon yeah two weeks 
We only did those. Yeah, we only did those four. Yeah. Those four, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you guys don't like something, feel free to not talk about it. No, I just <laughs> like talking shit. Have to mention it. <laughs> I like talking shit, so I'm gonna continue to say what I don't like something. Okay, well, oh, no. I guess then I it's my turn to talk about how I don't like anything mentioned. Um, just kidding. What did I talk about? Dying Light 2? Oh, maybe, maybe. Oh, no, actually, that's not true. Um, Metroid Dread looks really cool. It looks like a classic, like, Metroid game. I've never played one before, so I'm super excited for that one, and it's coming out super, super soon. Um, very disappointed that Project Triangle Strategy is just Triangle Strategy now. They did the yeah. same thing they did with Octopath. <laughs> I told y'all this was probably going to happen. Yeah, because they did Project Octopath Traveler only for it to be called Octopath Traveler. And I was like, don't call this game Project Triangle Strategy and then just call it Triangle Strategy. You know what they did? They called they did it that. Triangle Strategy. What a really, I think that's a horrible, horrible game name. Which is really bothersome. I played the demo for that one. Not sold on it. Um, I really like the mechanics. I love the story portions. I love weighing the options. Gameplay was kind of boring for me. So I'm I'm really hoping that my mind changes uh, when it comes out. And um, I think that we should just stop doing cloud versions. Um, yes. <laughs> next up. In America, anyway. Uh, uh, it, it works well for Japan because their internet is like really good over there. I think we should just stop doing cloud versions. I, yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. not even specific region. No, I think we should just stop doing cloud versions. Next up was Nintendo 64 collection for Nintendo Switch Online coming late October and the Sega Genesis collection coming for Nintendo Switch Online late October. Shadowrun Trilogy was announced for 2022. Castlevania Advanced Collection is available today and ActRaiser Renaissance is also available today along with Deltarune Chapters 1 and 2 available today. Let's talk about those. All right, so I am so happy they finally confirmed that 64 games or Nintendo 64 games are coming to the Switch Online service and Sega Genesis games too. I don't personally care as much about Sega Genesis games. Cool that it's there. Y'all know by anyone that's been listening to this podcast, you know, this is content for HP Critical doesn't hold up. Our season three has now been confirmed for this to be N64 and Sega Genesis games. Y'all heard it here first. Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm happy because I'm happy to be able to play these games on my Switch and play them online too, because that's been one of the most fun things I've had been able to do with this with the series, especially is play these NES Super Nintendo games online with friends that would actually want to play them with. with. Uh, I'll be happy to do that in 64 games as well. You know, I know Mario Party Superstars is coming out like really soon, but I hope at some point they also throw out the classic Mario Party games as well, because I would love to play some three online. That'd be nice, but there's, I guess... There's only a handful of games I would really like to play online. I just, I just like to have them on the Switch. That's the main thing. Um, yeah, I'm getting those controllers as well because, yeah, I need to play that N64 controller. Can't wait to play some more awkward time. Dude, Paper Mario Switch is the one that's, and Majora's Mask are the two that are really like, uh, I can't wait to play those two again. I just, it's just like, it's easy to enjoy a game when you've enjoyed them already. You know, that's what I got to say about that. So looking forward to that. Uh, Shadowrun Trilogy. I don't know what Shadowrun is, so I'm just going to skip past that. <laughs> Castlevania Advanced Collection. Um, I've played the classic Castlevania games, and I really enjoyed them so far, but I haven't played the uh, the Castlevania games, the, the later ones that go into more RPG mechanics, like Symphony of the Night kind of games, and I know the advanced games are li- literally all that. So, you know, I hear good things about them. I'm sure I'll enjoy them when I get around to them. It's just not something I'm going to do, like, right away, but I will at some point. Castlevania is pretty cool. I just... Need more time to get through that series. Um, Act Rage Renaissance. 
I've heard things about, I heard good things about Act Razor, but I never knew anything about it until they showed it in this trailer there. And it's out today. Got Shadow Drop. That's crazy. Um, cool. Maybe I'll try it once some one point. I don't know. Delta Room chapters one and two. Awesome. It's on Switch. Both chapters on Switch today. And they're both free. So that's cool. And that's all I got. Oh, are they really? Yeah, they're both free. You can get okay. both chapters yeah. one and two completely free. Later chapters are gonna, are gonna be paid, but yeah, first chapters, two chapters completely free. So um, this is this is made by Toby Fox, the guy who did um Undertale, right? Yep. Spiritual sequel to Undertale, not a direct sequel. Are you sh- okay? Yes, positive. I thought, and let me just also clarify, you know, when Deltarune chapter one came out, they were like, chapter one free, later chapters will not be free. So I assumed, of course, that chapter two was also was going to be paid as every other chapter. But then they said, no, chapter two is free too. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's a lot of game. <clears throat> like, they're both, they're both like, I think about like three to four hours each. So you're getting like eight hours of game time free. That's crazy. It's literally just to hook you so you got to pay for the rest. Oh, sure. But that's still eight hours free right <laughs> like, now. <laughs> it was like, oh, no fucking shit. I'm still free. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're you like, just... eight hours free. It's just like an eight hour. It's literally the first 10 hours of, of Dragon Quest. Uh, yeah, yes and no. I mean, each chapter. You're right, because it's cha- less. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Well, we don't, we don't know. The game's not done yet. But all I can say is like each chapter like has like uh, an ending, you know, kind of like a Life is Strange or a Walking Dead where it has kind of like Which a finale. Which means that you gotta finish the rest. All of the ones you just named are games that you have to play through the rest of. Sure, but not. like the difference between that is like you get 10 hours in a Dragon Quest game, there's like nothing has been resolved with the, a, 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 a Walking Dead like thing if you finish episode one. Obviously nothing not anything has been resolved. resolved. Nah. Some of it you has been like it has, it has to feel like it's to be it, like it's for it to be to be continued. It has to have like some kind of finale. Like all episodes need to at least good shows should have an episode that gives you some level of finality, even if it's not everything being answered. But a lot of shows don't do that, so you're absolutely right. This is trash. <laughs> in, in my mind, shows in my mind shows that constantly do cliffhangers, like the serial type of shows. I can't get into those shows more often than not because I hate having cliffhanger every single time it's a wonder i watch anime but there you go yeah i was about to say that <laughs> they always ends on a cliffhanger that's very true even when the know. show's done there's a cliffhanger i don't know maybe when it comes to anime i have i'm like mentally prepared for that but if it's not anime and you you threw that to me and i'm just like uh i'm exhausted <laughs> i'm sorry my my examples are largely inconsistent but regardless continue <laughs> the more i look at this list the more i'm like oh my god this direct was made for old people Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. It's oh, a bunch yeah, of Jarell, nostalgia. 24-year-old Jarrell. Bruh, this is a bunch of nostalgia announcements here that just grab the people who that demographic is for, like 100%. And I'll, I'll discuss it in our wrap-up. Uh, Gabe, did you want to talk about any of these? Uh, you can go first. I'm going to be more negative than positive. I mean, so was I, so okay. All right, cool. Well, I think the fact that you got to pay extra, sorry. That's literally my first pay point. For the expansion pack for the Switch Online is a bunch of shit, bro. Like, I'm sorry. There's, there's, like, your whole thing of, of the Switch and the online library was we're bringing the old games back to you so you can play them. And then you come up with this shit, like, you got to pay extra. If I'm, if I start playing Smash Bros. after this 
that they start integrating this shit and my connection is not buttery smooth, I'm gonna punch someone because I don't want to be paying extra money for all this stuff, which, you know, it has switch online attached at the end. It means you better fix the online. We know that they started, they finally started using a new, a new, uh, I don't, it's not called a software. It's something else. The, the way they, you know, work their online and stuff. You know, they finally upgraded from the shit that they were using that was usable on Windows 98 fucking computers. They finally upgraded that this year and they've, they've you know, they've slowly started integrated over the online games. We haven't had an update on that, but if it, you know what the, the, the little price jump, it might be, you know, instead of paying $20 a year, now you're paying $22 a year. Regardless, I want to see some improvements. Like, I, I don't even care about the library anymore because, as you know, I have a computer. I can mod my shit. I still have my Wii U. So, you know, the games that I like playing on N64, like Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time, I can just buy on the virtual console there. I also have it on my 3DS. But something else I was going to say was this kind of shows why they did. I said this podcast ago this kind of shows why they didn't do that the you know the the 3d collection for the legend of zelda for their anniversary because the mario one had a bad reception and again i feel bad for anybody who bought the 3d all-stars just for mario 64 and you bought it and now it's like hey we're putting it on a virtual console so i kind of see why they didn't do that three package thing um i still think it's shit I still think the fact that you got to pay for it when, you know, this is one of the, their big things like, you know, we're making you pay for online, but here's all the benefits that are coming with it. Oh, you want new systems on that library? Well, we're going to charge you a little bit for it. I think it's a little shit. The only thing I'm going to say on top about that again um, also is in the Sega Genesis collection, if they don't include one of the best games I ever had, which was a Jurassic Park game, I can't remember what it's called. If that game's not included, me and Nintendo, we're going to start throwing hands because that game was amazing. Uh, Castlevania Advance, I'm sorry, but I'm going to say something negative about that too. They were showing the trailer, and at one point, the announcer is like, the game has been upgraded with beautiful graphics. I started laughing. I was like, you could have fooled me with that one because it literally just looks like you're playing a bunch of pixels on a 4K TV. But, you know, if you like Castlevania, have fun with that. And then the other one, the Act Riser Renaissance. The game just looks like it kind of looked like a 2D Dark Souls to me, but I might try it. I might not. And uh, Deltarune, now that I know it's free, I might give it a try because I heard Toby Fox does good with his games. Yeah. Well, I mean, Gabe literally said best of what I was going to say, which is so strange because we don't usually agree like this. Um, I really want the Jurassic Park game for sake of Genesis. So good! <laughs> Literally, was the first thing I thought. I was like, I hope they bring the Jurassic Park game. Um, the Nintendo sixty four collection was really cool. Um, I think those the like, I wish that you could just use your old controllers instead of having to buy new ones. I know that you can't obviously because you know the Switch, you can't plug in your old controllers. But man, if I could use my old Nintendo sixty four controller instead of having to shut out, what is it, fifty bucks? um yeah. for a wireless one i don't want to pay y'all even more money like i don't want to pay for a sega genesis controller i don't want to pay for a nintendo 64 controller so i'll just be using my pro controller i think it's cool for people who have the extra cash to you know fork out 120 bucks for those two that's if you want to to really feel that nostalgia i don't see why you would need to because you have a controller most likely but hey whatever floats your boat um 
I, I mean, Brandon, okay, actually, let me ask you a little bit of a sure. tangent. What entices you for buying these controllers? Uh, well, Is it just like the nostalgia feel? There's a, there, there's a few reasons. Um, for Nintendo 64 specifically, that's, that's for me, that's the very first console that I ever owned. So if I were to play like an N64 game, like on uh, docked mode without the controller, to me, it wouldn't feel right. Because that was the one thing that always like, got me when I was playing like virtual console release on Wii and Wii U is like, I always had to play it on like a classic controller pro controller. It was workable, but I wouldn't say it was ideal. So having the, the access to the initial controller is, 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 is part, sure it's part nostalgia, but it's also, it also goes alongside just like the, the correct feel of it. The other reason why I do it is, um, well, I guess, I guess there's three reasons. Second reason, I, I just like the way they look, but the third reason, the most, <laughs> The third reason is that um, for the purpose of does it hold up, I like to have the games played in the most authentic way possible. Okay, okay. don't use does it hold up as an example. Why wouldn't I? You, That's why I do it. I, I meant like you personally, like if you weren't doing does it hold up. Would oh, you if I, okay. If, 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 if I wasn't doing does it hold up, then I probably wouldn't have bought the NES controllers. I probably still would have done the Super Nintendo controllers because I actually do like how those feel, but not the NES ones. I don't think they feel particularly good. But it was for the purpose of that series. So, yeah. So, if you weren't but, doing Does It Hold Up, would you still buy these? The 64 one, yes. Yeah. The Genesis one, no. Okay. I, I will say, I also, I'm thinking about buying the N64 one. And it's more because instead of nostalgia, it's using the C buttons is a lot easier than the C stick. Yes, that like, too. Because a lot of, because it, you know, back then it was the four C buttons around. And mm-hmm. I've found, because when I play, when I, when I play on the 3DS and I play, you know, Zelda, or I use, um, oh God, no, yeah, Zelda. And like, when I have to use the C stick, like sometimes I, like, I guess they'll slip and I'll choose the wrong item. And I didn't really like that. And also I like holding the button down while I'm using the item. And in for the 3DS, it was, you just flick to it and then it you equip it automatically. I like holding the button down. So for me, that's mm-hmm. why I'm buying or considering buying the, 64 controllers solely because of the c buttons so both of y'all are telling me that we're getting nintendo 64 games but the best way to play them is by having to make this purchase of the controller because they're not going to feel right or they're going to be aspects of it that just you feel like won't work out well because of their porting to the switch it to me it, again it depends on the way you like to play i'm some expect like when I mean, it comes to zelda games i'm very i'm very picky about how i play it but like to, for to, example, to, like like I wouldn't if Zelda wasn't on it and like the only games were on it were like the Super Mario the Super uh, Super Mario sixty four I wouldn't buy it because I could play without the C stick because this or the C thing. But like for mm-hmm. me, when I play Zelda, I if it's one of the old ones, I like having the buttons there. But there's other I know other Zelda players that they don't mind the C stick. Like they wouldn't mind using mm-hmm. the C stick for you know items. That's me sad. My short answer to that is whenever you make a game exclusive to a specific console, more often than not, it's made with that controller in mind. So for any N64 game, and that's not even exclusive to Nintendo, for any system that like has a game that was made for that system, it's just going to feel best if you use that controller. It's why any kind of virtual console release or just ROM or port, whatever, it'll feel workable, but it'll never feel as good because it wasn't made with that controller in mind. So that's your question. Yes, it's just not going to feel perfect if you don't have the controller, but it'll be fine. I mean, obviously, you're gonna be able, you're gonna play these games, presumably play these games handheld as well. So you won't be able to have this controller anyway if you're doing it in handheld mode. 
Well, now I just think it's crazy that I'm going to have to pay more to play these and then I'm not even going to get the best experience with them if I don't shut out an extra 50 bucks. Wow. Um, I wouldn't have been complaining about this so they just decided to pour it over the I was just going to say that. The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> I was just going to say that. And actually, hold on. Sorry, I'm going to them over. Back on a little angry tangent. You know, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Master, really good games. I'm never going to knock them. But I feel like if you want people to experience those games and, you know, enjoy it and feel like yeah like yeah it has to be the 3ds ports it's i at this point i don't i don't I think partially disagree I, partially and i i get it and like you know there's that whole feeling of this is its original system but like, I, at this point oh it's not even that because you have because you have people like jerome who i i'm not saying this in a mean way they're graphic wars and it's it needs true. to be and to me like if you're introducing a zelda game one of the old zelda games to someone new the polygon triangle graphics don't cut it anymore mm-hmm. like if 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 i was in Jarrell's shoes i would just go on youtube and watch chucka conroy play majora's mask and someone else play ocarina of time if i was going to get the n64 versions because i i don't know i feel like it's a sweep of the legs not to port over you know they did it too with um with the with the mario game the super mario 64 mm-hmm. it should have been the ds one it should, I, not yeah, been, I agree. it should not have been the original one. And I, I feel like, you know, you have the technology. You do, we know you have the technology to port over those 3DS games. So that's just me, though. No, you're, oh, you're right. Here's the, like... only reason, here's the only reason I partially disagree. Because uh, I want, with Ocarina, when it comes to Ocarina of Time, I 100% agree. Because I think the 3DS version of Ocarina of Time is the definitive way to play the game. Especially since it also has the Master Quest built in. So there you go. For Majora's Mask, it's kind of more of a gray be- only because... I think the 3DS version is superior overall, but I also don't think it's the definitive version. There's some changes there that Majora's Mask purists didn't care for, me included. Like, uh, I preferred overall, but, like, I would still be fine going back to the original just because of how they changed some of those things. That's I, I, I had to go real specific get into that, and we don't really have the time to. Yeah. But I'm just saying that, like, I'm, I'm fine playing the N64 version Majora's Mask, Ocarina of Time, I really would have liked if they found a way to bring the 3S version over, but what are you yeah. going to do? So, like, to give you, because, like, Jarrell put on like, a kind of confused look, like, why would that matter if they change a few things? No, to be I fair, did that because I thought Brandon was going to spoil us. Oh, no. I was not going to go into specifics on that. To be fair, like, it's, also I, it's not really a spoiler, but there's there's a ma- there's a, a specific mask that in the original game, it's not, spo- it's not a spoiler. All right, he took his headstone off. But they, there's a specific mask that you find in one area of the game and it's no longer in that area in the 3DS one. So I understand yep. that. Because when I was playing the game, about. when I was playing the game, I'm like, did I do something wrong? Did I break the game? And then <laughs> I had to go, I had to look it up. And that's, so I understand, I understand that point. That's fair. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if I'm paying extra, I feel like it should look better than Nintendo 64. I don't even see how I can, you know, not play that handheld. Like I would have to play that handheld. Oh my God. I cannot imagine playing that on this TV. Oh no. Um, like, <laughs> oh just, yeah, that's I right. Feel like that's it would thing. just look so horrible. I could only play that handheld and that is the one Zelda game that I really want to play. I just don't want to <laughs> play it on the 3DS. You'll, just, you'll, you'll have to get your Switch OLED, put the stand down and, and, and just use the insistent controller. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to do. Um, yeah, oh, I, just think it's, I do think it's not cool that we're going to have to pay extra, like that it's a separate plan. Um, yeah. Maybe when they give us the details, I'll change my mind about that. But yeah, I they did say they give us more details, but I, I didn't mention it when I was talking about my stuff. But I do agree that's like uh, if I, I as excited I am to play these N64 and Genesis games on my Switch, 
I do agree that if we're paying more that the actual, you know, point of online should actually be improved. So jury's still out. We'll see how that we'll see if they actually address that or not. They probably won't. And then I'll probably join you guys and then I'll enjoy you guys. But for now, for now, I'm hyped, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, I didn't like that. Um, I guess we'll have to wait, like I said, until October to see what, you know, the difference in price will be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I say that with the caveat that I do understand that it's only $20 a year, which is, you know, affordable for most people. It's not a, a ridiculous job, right? Like I get that $20 a year is not much, but I also understand that the $20 a year gives me the service that I have. And I feel like <laughs> the money I pay is about on par with the, with the uh, online service. Uh, and, and, <laughs> yeah. And it's really cool that we get all these extra games, but, you know, no, no matter where you go, like, you know, yes, PlayStation, I do pay 60 bucks, but they, their servers are not, you know, trash. Like, I don't mm-hmm. disconnect usually when I'm playing a game on, you know, PlayStation multiplayer, but I also get, you know, monthly games added, and sometimes they're really fucking good. Um mm-hmm. But Nintendo is living on nostalgia and charging extra for it everywhere I look. Like, not only do I have to pay for the Switch Online service, but now I'm going to have to pay extra for getting the Nintendo 64 collection. And then if I want to play it the proper way, I'm going to have to do this nostalgia by buying the controller that everybody's going to buy out. And it's just like money just keeps adding up at Nintendo. What it like? What are y'all doing with it? Not fixing your internet, but maybe they will. Who knows? Um, uh, <sighs> I think it's cool that they have all these peripherals as well, but man, I just feel like they have taken all your money, which is cool. You know, give your money to things that you enjoy, give it to people that you want to support. I think that's really awesome. This is the first time that I saw um, games that I actually played um, before, which include Yoshi's Story and, you know, Mario Kart 64 and, um, I think that was it, but I was like, oh shit, I've actually played those games. I understand the nostalgia feel. Uh, so that was cool. To That's where I'm at right now because, uh, yeah, and for like I mentioned before, Instant Four was my first console. I didn't own any else for Super Nintendo. I played a few of those games, uh, like from relatives, but I never owned them. So for me, it's just, uh, you know, playing old games that I may or may not have played before. The Instant Four is like literally my era, which is why I'm more excited about this than I have been like about previous uh console offerings but that's just me yeah i mean i saw pokemon i saw uh, he said the snes and the nes sucked i saw uh pokemon snap man they sure don't (laughs) oh oh nes maybe but all right the games they were offering us actually that that's i'll say that i'm excited to play because if they add the pokemon stadium what are you talking about for for the N64 library thing, mm. Pokemon Stadium's a game that apparently is really good, but I've never played. So they were good for their time. I don't know how well they would do without the connectivity features with the Game Boy ones, which is probably what they would drop if if they ever did it at all. So I don't mm. know, but Pokemon Puzzle League would be freaking good. All right, well, next up was um, Hot Wheels Unleashed coming September 30th, 2021, Surviving the Aftermath coming Holiday 2021, Shin Megami Tensei 5 coming November 11th, 2021, Wreckfest coming Fall 2021, Arcade Archives Pac-Man and Arcade Archives Exvius available today, Rune Factory 5 coming March 22nd. Um, and there was a nice little scissor reel for those. Any thoughts on those? I have nothing to say about most of those, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Shin Megami Tensei 5, cool new trailer that's coming out soon, but we've been getting a lot of good trailers for that anyway, so nothing more to say about that. 
I can't believe Pac-Man wasn't there. There, there has to. There's like a so many ways to play Pac-Man on your Switch. This is not even a big deal to me. Zevius too. Like those are just they're there everywhere. That's all I got to say. There's this is like a lot of nothing to me. This this particular reel. I can't wait for Hot Wheels Unleashed. The game looks like so much fun. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know if it's the building your own track mechanic. I don't, I don't know. It just looks like a lot of fun. Well, let me know how it is. Uh, I definitely will. Okay. Um. So then we got information on the Super Mario movie that is going to be coming December 21st, 2022. And we got Splatoon 3 coming 2022 and Bayonetta 3 coming 2022. And that was everything for uh, the direct. So anything on those three? I can't believe we got movie news in a direct. This is this is something that people who don't watch directs predict. They're like, oh yeah, we'll get movies on the movies. Like, you don't get movie stuff or park stuff in a gaming direct. Now that they've done this, this is gonna be people are gonna be like, oh, but they did it that one time. I'm like, damn it. So no, I don't I know how I feel about completely getting this kind of news disagree with you. Oh, dude, you, you you haven't seen the trenches, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, as far as the movie announcement itself, how many it movies was, are is Nintendo making that they can now be like, oh, now we're gonna get another one. Oh, now we're gonna get well, another one. For the longest time, Netflix has been trying to do a Legend of Zelda series, and that should ain't happen yet. It probably please don't let it happen. Yeah, uh, no, not anytime ever, please. Anyway, as far as the movie itself, well, um, sorry, I'm gonna cut you off real quick. Okay, go for it. Um, Chris Pratt is playing Mario. Okay. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy is playing Peach. Charlie Day is playing Luigi. Jack Black is playing Bowser. Um, Keegan-Michael Key is playing Toad. Seth Rogen is playing Donkey Kong. Fred Armisen is playing Cranky Kong. Kevin Michael Richardson is playing Kamek. Uh, Sebastian Meniscalco is playing Spike. And there will be surprise cameos from Charles Martinet, who is the voice of Mario. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, so it was, it was pretty cool. I mean... My, my my thoughts aside, like I it was pretty cool to hear about movie news because I, I don't think anyone expected to hear movie news at this direct. Um, I do have faith in the movie overall just because um it's not that you just say hey illumination make a Nintendo movie because we didn't we certainly we certainly didn't regret just having no involvement with the Nintendo movie last time. So the fact that Miyamoto is actually involved with the film and is like overseeing it gives me a lot more faith that it'll feel like an actual Mario film and not just cash grab mario whatever um so yeah i'm excited for it. as far as the casting is concerned i'm of two minds of it i'm mixed um i'll be honest i really just didn't expect uh charles Montenegro to voice mario for an entire movie where he would probably have a lot of dialogue and this is also hollywood they hire the celebrity voice actors to just like have the voices it's part of the business i'm not mad about it per se it's something i just expect at this point as far as chris pratt voicing mario that's a that's an interesting choice there. I mean, he's here's the thing. He's voiced Emmett in the two Lego movies, so he can voice act. Like a lot of people are saying, he can't even act. Like he's done it. It's not something. It's not new. As far as doing Mario, we'll have to wait. I need to see a trailer. I'm not. I'm not willing to like bang down the gavel yet. I just. I have to see. Charlie Day is Luigi's hilarious. Jack Black is Bowser's hilarious. I actually don't know the actor who plays Peach personally. Um, Keegan Michael Key as Toad is going to be hilarious. I don't care what anyone else say. Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek. That's that's a way deeper voice than I was expecting for Kamek. He usually has like a high pitched voice in the game, so for him to have like this kind of voice, we'll see. Seth Rogen as Duncan is also going to be hilarious. I just I can't wait to see how that goes. Um, and the actor whose name I can't pronounce is Spike. Spike, 
being in this movie is a deep ass cut because Gabe Spike is from Wrecking Crew, the game you and I played season one of. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah, that piece of shit that kept killing us in that game. I can't believe a character from freaking Wrecking Crew is going to be in this Mario movie. So, so really quick though, I I think it's fucking hilarious that the one Italian actor on this <laughs> on this <laughs> cast isn't playing fucking Mario or Luigi. Thank you. I was literally yeah. gonna say how many of them are Italian. He he's uh the Sebastian <laughs> one. The answer is one. Great, I love no, it. No, yeah, no, literally. Yeah, Sebastian. <laughs> I can't pronounce the last name. Either. He's he's like, he started off as a comedian. And like a lot of his skits were about being Italian. So it's like when I saw him there, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm gonna let it go, but that doesn't make any sense. But yeah, that's all I gotta say about the cast of the movie. And looking forward to uh, it. Well, I'm gonna say about the cast is what the fuck is this cast? It's to me, it's so weird. Like, I don't know. I never I never would have seen Chris Pratt as Mario or Charlie Day. Like when I see when I think about Charlie Day as Luigi, I'm only thinking about his character in Sunny in Philadelphia. And his character in Sunny in Philadelphia is very eccentric. Very. Um, but if if I'm going to spend money at the movie theater to watch this, it's 100% going to be for Keegan Michael Key, um Seth Rogen and Jack Black. I yeah. Like I'm going to keep looking at Toad and imagining a six foot one dude who played very aggressive characters in skits. You know, he was uh, he was a substitute teacher in, in the, the three part series of the substitute teacher. Um, he was Coach Hines, uh, who was he was he was a, the, a high school's PE coach. And he was he's very <coughs> aggressive. So it's it, to me, it's going to be very funny to see a little short Toad with his voice. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm very interested to see how the movie you know, is because whenever I think about when I try imagining a Mario movie, I just think, you know, of the game cinematics and a lot of it is, Oh, or, Oh no. Like it's, so it's going to be really weird to see Mario, you know, talk, having talk, whole ass like, conversations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Having whole ass conversations or Luigi, you know, not saying oh, blah, 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 as he runs away from a ghost every two seconds. <laughs> First of all, they all hey, better. Charlie Day could totally do it. Like, oh, <laughs> I mean, no, I don't doubt it, but like it, it's it's gonna be weird. And like Bowser, like but when I look out of all Mario <laughs> characters to talk, I don't I don't expect Bowser to Bowser and Donkey Kong because there's like to me they, weird. They usually appear as the big dumb Goliaths. You know, dumb's a, a lack of a better word, but like Bowser's usually just grunting and laughing. Like I'm, I'm gonna be looking at it, and the only thing I'm gonna think like it's just gonna hear Jack Black coming out of it. I'm like, that's not right. But um, oh, that's right. Cranky Kong's in this movie too. There, there's, I'm surprised yeah, that, that Cranky. Was, that was that was to me. That's not even a surprise casting. That's a surprise character. I didn't. Yes. Like I exactly. didn't think there was gonna be prominent, you know, Donkey Kong characters, and that might mean we got we, uh what the other two Kongs, Diddy and Diddy and Dixie. Yes, it's not impossible. Who, you know who Seth Rogen should have played? Mm. The cousin, the surfer cousin. Oh, Funky Kong. Oh, Funky dude, Kong. yeah, that would have one hundred percent. That guy. That's. Oh my god, yeah. Whenever Funky Kong's in a game, I'm like, that dude's blasted off his ass. A hundred percent. But yeah, that's that's my thoughts on uh, Mario. The movie. It's so weird to say that. <laughs> well, I think the casting is great. I saw it and I thought, wow, this is going to be in my head, this is going to be a really funny, fun movie based on, just based on the casting. Like, they have a bunch of really great, funny people, so I got me super excited because if you would have told me there was a Mario movie, I would have told you I don't give a fuck. And actually now seeing the cast, I'm like, 
oh shit this might be pretty good except for chris pratt yes i am gonna dunk on chris chris pratt not for his voice acting skills because he's a shitty person he does things that i don't necessarily agree with including his little uh, homophobic stunt um but you know that's just uh chris pratt um as mario that's so strange i've heard him do voices and i still just don't understand why he is like tom holland is in everything and chris pratt is in everything i don't want him to be in it's (laughs) like everyone else on this list i think is great and hilarious and awesome and then there's chris pratt but you know titular character holy shit is that who you want representing mario I guess so. Um, oh, anyway, no. I, I I will say though <laughs> that this casting of a video game movie is better than the Borderlands one. Uh, yeah. Because I forgot uh, about uh, that. Yeah, because yes. according to everybody, the Borderlands casting has been all over the place. But we all seem to again, except for Chris Pratt, it's just seems like fun it seems like a shit ton of fun um so we're running out of time i would have given you guys some time for uh bayonetta 3 and splatoon 3 but we are running out of time so instead Ooh, wait can i, can I, I say one quick to, thing? uh how quick is it because we still have to go uh literally literally, literally go 20 go seconds Bayonetta 3 i love the fake out with astro train at the beginning i'm finally glad they showed, they showed it the hairstyle is nice cool splatoon 3 story mode looks good done one thing i'm gonna say about bayonetta is hot mama <laughs> When she said bad boy, I was like, literally, I was like, Steph. Astral Chain 2? What the? And then I saw Yeah, that, that was oh. that was nuts. Okay, okay. Um, so anyway, we have a few minutes left. Let's do a wrap-up of everything. Uh, best, worst, how you felt about the direct in total. Um, go ahead, Brandon. Uh well, for me personally, yeah, I think my favorite would probably be the N64 things, just because I just I just love that era. It's I can't help it, man. It's my favorite. It's my it's one of my favorite eras in gaming. I'm just excited to revisit those classics and have them available on my Switch. So that was that was definitely my biggest pop off. I, I guess the my least favorite. I mean, there's a few things here that I just didn't care about, but as far as something that I just didn't like that just didn't work for me. It's kind of it's kind of low hanging fruit, but I'm gonna just say it's the dying light thing because I'm like I'm it's cloud version. I'm just well, not with the cloud one version of, of them games. Is not the cloud version. Oh, the fir- the first one is not right. Yeah. Dying, dying light, light platinum, platinum edition. edition is just a regular version. Um, as they great. didn't specify that it was the cloud version. Okay. Dying light two is the cloud version. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I. Cool that the first one's getting on there in, uh, I guess, port for Switch, but the second one being Cloud Edition, not a fan, not a fan. Other than that, there was just, you know, the, that little sizzle reel that I didn't say much about. I don't care about any stuff, but it's not as my least favorite. It's just like, I just didn't care about it. Just the fact the Cloud version, yeah, that's it. So, so how about your overall thoughts of the, the Direct? Good, bad, happy with it? Could have been not my, fa- not my favorite Direct, but I think it did what it needed to do. It showed off... Um, we got a few few winter 22 games but it was mostly just games for next year so i, I would i would what say good mean? i was out like i would say it was a good direct but i don't think it was a great direct i i definitely enjoyed it while i was watching it but uh yeah pacing was a little weird too but eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen 16, 17, 18, 19, 19 of the titles are coming out either next month in October or this year. That's fair. Yeah, like, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> when you you're said right. that, I was like, what? 
yeah, you're right. most a, of them are yeah, this year. You're, you're totally right. It's just the fact that like a lot of the big announcements were kind of like for like this year, they almost like overshadows like all the little ones. But you're right. You're right. It was like it was mostly with a 22. <laughs> it is still weird that I said it earlier, but it is still weird that Advanced Awards didn't get shown because that is literally a winter 2022 game. They could show more of that, but whatever. I'm sure they'll show it at some point. All right, Gabe, what's your wrap up? Uh, my wrap up is my favorite announcement was Splatoon 3 just because it gave Splatoon fans something to look at and mm-hmm. they have to be one of the best Nintendo fandoms I've ever seen. Those guys are just a joy to see. Like whenever there's something <laughs> Splatoon, Twitter is one of the best places to be on because they're, they're going wild with the memes and jokes. And it's so nice to see, you know, that they're getting, you know, they're getting their attention. It's not like, you know, Splatoon 3 was announced during E3, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. E3, and then they have to wait six more months or until next year to get more news. I'm happy for them. I'm glad they're you know getting more news on it. Um, and again, they're when they go onto Twitter, it's one of the fu- like it's one of the most fun I have on Twitter. Um, my least favorite probably has to be the Dying Light Two stage. I didn't ask you guys for your least favorite, and you both gave it to me. I thought you said the best and the worst. If you were interested, you didn't have to. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I like talking shit. Dying Light 2, Stay Human. Who cares? It's a cloud version, bro. Um, yeah. And your overall thoughts of the direct? That's the main question. Um, I think this was a nice change of... I'm not going to say... Pay... No, oh, I just broke my pen. you got to be shitting me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I think it was a nice change of pace of, you know when their first direct came out this year, everyone was like, Oh my gosh, you know, it's going to be filled with Zelda or more Mario stuff or, you know, all these new games. But like this one kind of felt like, okay, you know, we'll see, we'll see what they throw at us. And it was nice to see other things besides such a heavy focus on like games that we already knew about. Like the Mm -hmm. first direct, there was way too many games that we knew about. It was nice seeing actual updates on some of the other games and then seeing the new games, like, you know, Bayonetta, Super Mario, Bayonetta, Splatoon, uh, Splatoon, you know, and Castlevania and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right, well, I'm going to make mine super quick because we're running out of time. So my favorites were Bayonetta 3. And <laughs> kind of favorite, kind of not, is the Nintendo 64 collection just because I really want to play Majora's Mask. <laughs> fucking fuck. I just want to play that stupid fucking game. Like, <laughs> Let me play it. Um, I feel like there's going to be a cute little nostalgia factor. I'm going to play those games for like five minutes and then never touch them again and then be mad that I paid extra money for it. But here we are in 2021. Um, Chocopo GP is another one that I think is going to be super fun for like, you know, five months. Uh, and then I'm probably never going to play it again. But I hope that I can play with you guys in that five month period. Oh, you'll definitely play with me. I'm getting um, a one. And then, of course, Triangle Strategy is one that I hope that I'm going to like more. I'm super excited to eventually hopefully be into it much more than i was for the demo metroid dread is another one that i'm like holy shit it's like in two weeks um and and the more i see about it the more interested i am like the cool chronicles that they had online with being able to like go in and read about like read more lore on the game before it's out i love shit like that like that is awesome to me i I definitely want to dive into that um not today because it's super late um (laughs) the movie is going to be funny hopefully fun um and yeah, Splatoon 3, just every time I see a Splatoon trailer, just brings me back to, you know, um, HP Critical Saturday mornings, playdates, you know, we're all getting together and doing Splatfest, so I'm super excited for that. It looks like so much more customization. 
Yes, Splatfests are always fun. Looks like so much more customization in Splatoon 3, which thank God, like there was, it was nice before. I'm not complaining, but um, the more I see it, the more I'm like, oh, I'm going to be the coolest looking squid bitch out there. So I'm going to, you know, attempt to try to fuck people up. And um, this direct was kind of weird for me. I feel like there were some really cool things in, um, in there. Um, I always love that directs show content that's coming out, right? Like a lot of this is coming in October or holiday. Like even if it doesn't seem like it, a lot of the smaller things are coming this year. And there's even always a lot of things that are available like right now, either it's a demo or it's a free game, which is always cool. Um, but I don't know, this just really just felt like, you know, a big nostalgia match for everyone like Disney, Star Wars, The Old Republic, Mario Golf. Yeah, it's new, but it's also still a callback to Mario Golf. Um, Chocobo GP is literally a game from PS1 era, like the, the, the Nintendo 64, Sega Genesis, um, Mario Party, like all these are just really old games castlevania Shadowrun, act razor like it was really weird to me it's very much like a a shout out a nostalgia beat for what used to be that's coming back and that's always cool it's always cool to play older games um for a new generation and with that i think we're gonna go ahead and end this podcast thank you guys for talking to me about the uh, direct um and uh your evaluations it's always a good time I'm back. Good night, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.